I'm back with you for another Bible Thump. Uh, we're wrapping up the book of 1 Peter, uh, chapter 5. Last week we talked about anxiety. Um, this week we're going to finish talking about anxiety and sort of the solution that Peter offers to um, Christians in Asia Minor who are experiencing anxiety due to suffering. Um, and listen, like, I think we're in a special, like I said this last week, I think we're in a special, like, era of anxiety. And it's not that we're more anxious today uh, than ever before, I think, but we're more aware of our anxieties than ever before because of social media. And then social media sort of amplifies those anxieties. And our, our, our interconnectedness, like, which we think is going to be wonderful, but it ends up sort of amplifying a lot of the things that cause us frustration and suffering. And so Peter offers an ancient solution to a modern problem, and that ancient solution is to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, uh, the God who cares about you. And so last week I invited you to unburden yourself by just admitting your cares that God's not annoyed. In fact, um, the opposite, like he wants to know like, he already knows, but he wants you to express, he wants you to articulate, he wants you to speak those anxieties to him so that he can help you bear them. So here's here's First Peter 5, starting in verse 6, and we're going to finish this up. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, Peter says, First Peter 5, 6, so that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your cares on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded. Uh, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. Resist him, firm in the faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, strengthen, support you, and support you after you have suffered a little while. To him be dominion forever. Amen. Through Sylvanus, our faithful brother, as I consider him, I have written to you briefly in order to encourage you to testify that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends you greetings, as does Mark my son. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. Um, <clears throat> all right. So the ancient solution to this modern problem that Peter offers is humility. And we said that humility isn't thinking of, your less, of yourself less. It's not having a low self-esteem. In fact, Jesus told his disciples to, um, to combat anxiety by remembering their value, not their worthlessness. He says, aren't you of more value than the sparrows? Um, so isn't your body more than food, right? So his point was like, you're made in the image of God. You're valuable to him. Don't think so small of yourself. Um, and seeing our value, understanding our value before God, that is a help in the midst of anxiety. All right, so... Uh, I invited you last week. This isn't a magic bullet, right? This is not a magic bullet to, to, to suffering. It's not a magic bullet to anxiety. It's not a cure-all. But we are invited in three ways, I think, in this text to unburden ourselves. We're invited to give, cast our anxiety on a God who cares. It's not indifferent, but cares. And there's three things we can do. Um, I think this passage gives us three things, three ways we can combat um, anxiety. And the first is really obvious, but he invites us to pray. Prayer. Um, so we need to remember God's posture towards pride and humility. God's posture towards pride, thinking that we have it all together and we can fix every problem on our own. His, his, his posture towards pridefulness is opposition. He's opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So prayer reminds us who God is and who we are. Not that we're worthless, right? But that we're needy. 
that we have weaknesses that God wants to help and fill. And if you don't see that about yourself, you won't go to him for those for that help that, that you need. You won't get the help that you need. Peter invites us to pray, to communicate our anxieties, frustrations, and problems to God. Um, it's, not only, it's not just that you can tell God how you feel. Here's, here's what I want you to say. Uh, I hope this, this doesn't, more than just feeling a freedom to tell God how you feel, this is an invitation right? He wants you to articulate how you feel. Yes, he knows already, but he invites you to, to come to him and say, hey, this is how I'm feeling today. Please hear me say this. Your feelings are not annoying to God. Um, your feelings are, you're not broken. You're, or, well, we are broken, okay? We're all broken, but you're not more broken than anyone else because you have strong feelings. Strong feelings don't make you a lesser person. They make you more human. Express those feelings to God. Um, he wants you to speak to him, to communicate your frustrations, your anxieties, your problems. Tell him what you want. Tell him your frustrations and fears. Now, what you want may be messed up. <laughs> A lot of people want messed up things. But as you come humbly before him, saying, God, here's what I want. Help me to process this. Help you process that. And if your desires need to be tweaked, if they need to be brought more in line with, with what is actually true and good, he cares for you. He's going to help you get there. But you've got to be honest. You've got to be honest about what you're, where you're at. Uh, the Bible's actually full of these kinds of prayers. How long, O oh Lord, the psalmist says, will you forsake me? Um, the psalms are full of these prayers that are like, God, I don't like what you're doing right now, and I'm frustrated. Or God, like my life seems like it's terrible right now, and I don't see a way out, and I am fed up, and I'm feeling really angry, really annoyed, really bitter. The prophets were this way, like Jonah, go read that book. Like it ends with Jonah um, seeing God show mercy to people Jonah didn't want God to show mercy to, and Jonah's like pouts under a tree, and God reaches out to him in that moment. Elijah, Jeremiah, uh, Isaiah, like all these, Moses, God, these guys are depressed all the time. <laughs> this is encouraging, isn't it? But, um, But in each of those instances... God invited them to cast their anxieties. He wants to help you bear them. All right, so the first uh, way to unburden yourself is, is prayer. Secondly is theology. Um, what we believe about God can contribute to or alleviate our anxiety. So what we believe about God, if our, what we believe about God is incorrect, I think it can make us more anxious. But if what we believe about God is, is, is true, um, I think I think a deeper understanding of the God of the Bible actually brings help to anxiety. So here's the question that kind of comes up in mind. Does God merely tolerate you and put up with you and all of your anxiety? Or do you think of God as someone who cares for you? Let's read that key verse again. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. So what does that tell us? Who is God? He's mighty. He's strong. He's capable He's our strength. I sang, we sang the song earlier today. Um, he's strong. He is mighty where we are weak. Um, so that so let's go on. So remember, we remember who God is. He's mighty under the mighty hand of God, so that He may exalt you at the proper time. Um, 
your current experience, it's not the end of the story. If you are a follower of Jesus, your current experience, your current frustration is not the end of the story. He is going, there's a time of exaltation coming. And your frustration and difficulty right now is not the end of the story for you. There's coming a day of future exaltation. Another gift, another way in which a little bit of, of effort to understand theology, the, the theology that the Bible is presenting us, gives us some help, gives us some hope, right? Gives us some hope. All right, uh, let's continue. Um, so that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your cares or anxieties on him. Some texts translate that anxieties. Casting all your cares or anxieties on him. Why? Because he cares for you. So he, you're invited to cast all your anxieties on him. And by the way, he cares for you. He cares for you. Do you think about God that way? If you don't, you'll find yourself continually debilitated by anxiety and suffering. Um, continually. Make sense? Um, so remember, he cares for you. He's not indifferent to you. He loves you. He's invested. He's deeply invested in your flourishing. All right. Um, third, third solution to, um, or the third way to unburden yourself that this text gives us is, is community. Look at verse nine. Um, Look at verse 9 uh, of this passage of First Peter 5. Resist him, the devil. Uh, resist him, firm in the faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. Um, there was a time in Elijah's life where he was, he was frustrated with God. He, he had been faithful to God, and yet he was persecuted and run out of town and like was, was afraid for his life constantly. And it was really frustrating. He's like, God, I did what you wanted me to do. I, I, I was faithful to you and no one else was being faithful to you. Like, what is going on? Like, why? This isn't fair, God. And here's what God said to Elijah in a still small voice, by the way. God said, um, there are actually 4,000 people who have not bowed the knee to Baal, who have not worshipped this false god Baal that everyone else in Israel is worshipping, which was causing disaster and destruction and difficulty and suffering. Um, what's God saying? He's like, you think you're alone, <laughs> but you're actually not. How often do we think we're alone? But in reality, there are believers all over the world. Uh, and now through, um, through the internet and social media, the, the good side of that is that we can connect to people like that who are going through similar things. So um, God has given us the gift of the church. He's given us the gift of community as a means to combat, um, yeah, to combat uh our anxiety. Um, good theology eases anxiety by giving us perspective rooted in truth. God doesn't merely tolerate us. He isn't annoyed with his children. Your anxiety is not a burden to him. He wants to take it and he wants to bear it. Um, like if you ever had a really emotionally needy friend, someone who every time you talk to them, they seem to have discovered some new unsolvable problem, right? Every time you talk to him, their problems have elevated, they're bigger, and they're more unbearable. Um, like, I'd like to say I'm really patient and understanding, but I want to be real for a minute and say, like, sometimes I find those types of people exhausting, and I can get annoyed. So, um, take a minute and be honest. Have you ever thought, been tempted to think that God feels that way about our problems and our anxieties? that are so silly, we assume, in comparison to the things God puts up with and deals with. Um, here's, here's what I want you to hear. 
Um, God, it's not like you and me who get annoyed by our needy friends and neighbors sometimes. I'm not saying that's good. None of us should be annoyed that way, but I'll be honest and say I do, I do get that way sometimes. God's not like that. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Review some of those anxieties that we talked about in the first session. The people you're failing, the people who are failing you, your children, your job, your parents, your future, your finances, your failures, your spiritual failures, your you know lack of, uh, of success, uh, whatever it is, whatever the problems that that you know the what the problems the problems on these on this list that are your fault and the problems on this list that aren't. What do all these things have in common? They all fall into the category of things God cares about. They all fall into the category of things God cares about with regard to you. He cares for you. He's not indifferent to you. He's not annoyed. He's not exhausted. He cares. And this passage, First Peter, is dripping with good theology and eschatology uh, about the end. And the big picture is that we have a bright and beautiful eternal future. And, we ha- and right now, as we await that bright and beautiful eternal future, right now we have a God who cares and is invested and wants to help. So go to him, believe the things he says about himself, and remember that he's given you a community. You're not alone. There are people around you who can help and who want to help. And that's not everybody. You need to be careful about who you go to with your anxieties. But you know the people. If you stop and think about it, I think you know the people you can trust. Go to the people you can trust. Talk to them. Talk to God about your anxieties. Talk to the people around you who you can trust about your anxieties. And um, and remember who he is. Um, I'm not saying that will cure every little bit of anxiety, but I do think it will help. Remember your future. Remember who God is. Lean on the community around you. Make sense? Uh, this is so rich. Here's what I actually think I want to do. I said this is going to be, we're going to wrap up First Peter. We're going to come back. We're going to come back to this passage. We'll spend some more time on it again for our, our next our next Bible thumb. I just want to unpack a few more things, let them sit with us, because this is such a beautiful, life-giving passage. So uh, that'll be what we do next week. Uh, thanks again for your time. We'll see you hopefully again next week. Mm-hmm.